At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote it's time for today's lucky land horoscope with victoria cash Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lombardi line for hour two. Stormy Bonantoni and Michael Lombardi with you. He's in New Jersey. I'm live at our VEASAN studio from the South Point. And right before we went to break, Michael, we were talking about Carson Wentz. Adam Schefter reporting that the Colts quarterback is out indefinitely as he undergoes further testing on a foot injury he suffered yesterday at Thursday's practice. And then I also saw Ian Rappaport reporting that they're going through the evaluation process. So they're waiting to have a firm diagnosis before they ultimately proceed. But either way, not great news for the Colts here to start their camp. No, not at all. I mean, look, the Colts have they've gone all in. I mean, they've got the clause in the contract if he plays 70%, you know, or if they get to the playoffs, the Eagles are going to get a first round pick. This is disappointing news in Philadelphia as well because they're counting on that pick there too. They, you know, they're counting on that. They're going to have three first round picks next year if that was to be in be in play. So, uh, you know, it's early. So if it's just a, a broken bone, what concerns you about feet, foot injuries is when they have to go in there and they have to screw, put the screws in and go through all that and how it takes and the heel, you know, it's just, it's really an uncontrollable injury. 
you know, it's not like an MCL sprain. Okay, this is four to six weeks. Here's what we're going to deal. Here's how we're going to deal with it. You know, once you're back, you're back. We're good. These are very difficult. You know, there's so many bones in the feet that you, you kind of, and once they get, if they have to put a screw in, and I hope they don't, and I'm talking it when well, I'm going out further here, it becomes a real problem. But, you know, that's why you have to have depth on your football team. That's why it's the next man up. And, you know, I can't see the Colts taking on Nick Foles as, as Wes mentioned. It makes sense on paper. It makes no sense in absorbing those guarantees from the Bears. That's why Nick Foles is still on the roster. Nick Foles would have been a free agent by now. But the guarantees that they, they have on his on his contract that they took from Jacksonville, Chicago, because they wanted somebody to give Trubisky some competition and eventually thought he could be their starter, I, I think is a little bit difficult. So, you know, Eason will have an opportunity. We'll have a couple of games. This is probably the best thing for Eason to know where they are. And then they can evaluate the landscape of what's out there. You know, certainly we know the Texans wouldn't trade him to Sean Watson. So they're going to have to figure out something if Eason's not the guy and Wentz is out for an extended period of time. And then the third guy in that full, Sam Ellinger. But the one thing that stands out to me is something that you said, and it's the word indefinitely that they're dealing with right now. So you don't really know what it is. Is it a, is it a break like you mentioned or is it something that's just soreness that they can work their way through like many those smaller tears type of a thing because if it is something more like that then maybe you could see it being similar to what we're seeing with the Cowboys and the Dak Prescott situation of just hey let's take it slow for a couple of days and ease you back in so that we don't mess anything up yeah no doubt but I think what this is another lesson for us as betters that you know let's not rush to judgment on these teams right now and let's be real careful about you know who's going to be the opening day starter for the Colts so what the Colts were what a two and a half point favorite against Seattle as we opened up that line you know this injury is going to impact that I think that'll flip now if he's going to be out indefinitely and I'm sure the books are looking at that and going to play accordingly you know if Seattle could end up being the favorite on the road so I think it's all going to play in and these injuries are very difficult along with the COVID Along with COVID, you know, we've got so many guys that, you know, even if you're positive for, even though you've taken the vaccination, you may get COVID. So I think you're going to have to wait your turn until you actually uh, figure out what to play, especially if you're in the, if you're in the, if you're in the Circa or you're in the Westgate tournament, you're going to have to wait till Sunday, Saturday night to do it to make sure everybody's playing. Yeah, no question. And I think one of the more disappointing things just about hearing this news is there was so much positivity surrounding Carson Wentz potentially and being reunited with Frank Reich and seeing what his potential could truly be. It's just, you know, you got to hope it's essentially at this point that it's nothing too serious and that they are able to get back on the right track because when Carson Wentz is at his best, he's a difference maker. He is if he plays like 17. Right. If he plays like he did in Philly the last two years, then then they're going to need a quarterback anyway. And, you know, and I'm sure Chris Ballard and the staff there are doing their due diligence on what they need to do. I'm sure they like Jacob Eason, see what he can do. Remember, Eason was the guy that got Justin Fields to transfer, mm-hmm. right? So, no, I'm not. I'm sorry. That's not Eason. He was at Washington. I get the other one, the one who's in Buffalo. I get those confused. But, you know, Eason had potential up at the University of Washington. He was supposed to be a high pick, and then all of a sudden he didn't play as well his senior year. We shall see how he works out. Yep, no question. 
We are back here. Those of you that are joining us uh, here on the Lombardi line, Stormy Bonantoni and Michael Lombardi with you live at our VEASAN studio from the South Point. Michael Lombardi out there in New Jersey and the breaking news coming out of Colts training camp this morning. We were just referencing is that Carson Wentz is reportedly out indefinitely dealing with a foot injury. So just waiting for more information there as we move along, though, Michael, um, you know, we're talking about the NFL and there's seven teams this year that have new head coaches. And with that, there are some fun odds that have come out in seeing which of those coaches teams will eventually make the playoffs. So the chargers have the best outlook right now with Brandon Staley. I know he's somebody that was pretty high up in those coach of the year odds as well. Falcons, Arthur Smith next there too. Eagles head coach, Nick Sirianni after that, any of these, as you look down that chart, as you look down the line that stand out as teams that really do have the best options to make the postseason? Well, I, I definitely think that, you know, I think Atlanta is a little undervalued. I, I think Atlanta offensively, when you look at them, with Kyle Pitts coming in to go along with Hayden Hirsch, gives them two really good tight ends. Calvin Ridley on the outside. They signed Mike Davis to be their running back, a better running back than Todd Gurley was last year. You know, now their problems defensively are a concern. There's no denying that. However, that being said, I, I think they are a good team. And if they get better coaching defensively, which I believe Dean Peace will offer, you know, they need some help from the defensive front. They're not great. Grady Jarrett's got to play much better than he did last year. But they've got to be sounder than they were last year in terms of, of not being as easy to defeat when Dan Quinn was the coach. I mean, they played over cover three. People were able to move the ball on them. Their secondary got exposed. And if they can play good defense, I mean, there were a lot of games last year, Stormy, when you watched them and you felt like they had a chance to win a lot of games and they made the bonehead plays at the end of the game that kind of cost them their season, you know, and you can go through them all. They lose one point, big lead on Dallas in the opening, in the second game of the season. You know, they've got Chicago beat. Chicago comes storming back on them in the second half. That's the Nick Foles game, right? You know, and, and then they lose to Carolina at, 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 at home, you know, in Carolina. It's a close game. They turn the ball over, throw an interception in the end zone, you know, and they lose by one point to Detroit. You know, they come back, they beat Carolina, they beat Denver, you know, and, and then they kill the Raiders. And then all of a sudden the season kind of after they fired the coach, they, they got better on defense, but their season fell apart. So I, I, I think they have a real chance. I really do. I think because of Davis, because they can run, they've got a better offensive line. And I think Arthur Smith's a really good young offensive coordinator who's going to learn to become a head coach. So that would be the one that I look at immediately that I see. I don't know where I am with Nick Sariani. I think that's going to be challenging. Urban Meyer. I think that's going to be a little harder. I have no really feeling that the Jets or Houston or Detroit have a chance to really make the playoffs. When it comes to the Falcons, though, just to go back to that really quickly, you mentioned their offensive line being improved. It needed to be. They gave up 41 sacks last year to a quarterback yep. that's obviously getting older. The thing that I feel for in Arthur Smith is that I think there are really, really high expectations for him because of the pieces that are in place there. But I that's a lot of pressure, I feel like. I know that he engineered Ryan Tannehill the way that he did, and everybody's just got these really high expectations, but I don't know how fair that is considering what their situation is. Yeah, I mean, they have to improve defensively. There's no doubt. And their offensive line, I mean, they've got – they have two number ones in the offensive line. They have – actually, they have three number ones in the offensive line, and they've got two number threes in the offensive line. So this is an offensive line that, if you believe the draft status, has underachieved. 
And I think they got to be able to play better, much better than they have in the past. And Ryan has got to not make as many mistakes as he's made in the past, especially in crunch time. You know, he's turned the ball over. And I think Arthur Smith will help him protect the ball. I'm counting on Ryan playing better and Arthur Smith coaching better than what they were able to do in Atlanta with Dan Quinn. And then you look at the schedule, you know, they they, they got to play the NFC East, which is probably one of the better the divisions to play if you're in the NFC. You get the Eagles, you get Washington, good defense. We'll see where they are. You get the Giants, not sure where they are. And then, of course, you get the, 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 the Washington football. I mean, excuse me, you get the Dallas Cowboys, who we don't know what they'll do. So, I, I mean, I, I like them to go over seven and a half. I really do. And you could see it's it's juice there mm-hmm. the division odds there plus 900 in the nfc south looking at um you mentioned urban meyer really briefly that's another one that's just kind of a conundrum to me the jags have lost nine of their last 10 seasons including a one in 15 record last year like that's not something that's going to be quick to turn around even if you do have a wonderkind quarterback yeah, I think it's. I think he's in for a tough, tough job there. I mean, you know, it's a lot of things you've got to fix. And you, first of all, you got to fix the culture, and you got to get people to buy into the culture. And Trevor Lawrence is going to be able to turn that right around. And you've got to fix their defense. I mean, their defense last year, you know, was not very good. And they hired they hired uh, Joe Cullen, who's never called defensive signals before. They've hired an inexperienced defensive coordinator, which is shocking. You know, Joe's a defense. I love Joe. Joe's a defensive line coach. I think it's going to be a challenge for him to take this giant step forward and really coordinate a defense, call the game on defense. And then are they good enough? They're too small on defense. They, you know, the Josh Allen runs up the field. You know, they've got the kid that they drafted in the first round last year. That that uh, you know he played a little bit, but wasn't really able to impact the game like they felt like they could. So uh, I'm stuck on his name, but anyway. But I think that that's really the issue. Their talent level defensively, I think, has really been a problem, and I, and, I, and I'm not sure they've corrected that in just one year. And knowing Meyer, I mean, he's going to really have a hard time. Chase on is the kid I was thinking about. Chase on and Allen are kind of the same player. They're light. They don't play very big. Uh, they can rush the passer, but the problem is they, they, they never get in front to rush the passer. And the thing with Urban Meyer, too, we always talk about that transition of a college coach taking over an NFL team, and there's very few that do it and do it well. To have, be a Pete Carroll or whoever it is, It's you don't want to be the Chip Kelly. I mean, I hate to say that, but that's kind of the reality of the situation. And Urban Meyer is a coach that hasn't lost very many football games in his life. Trevor Lawrence didn't lose any regular season football games in his career. So for those guys in particular, I feel like being on a team that's going to have a tough time. You saw their total at six and a half. Like I don't, I think getting five or six wins is going to be tough for them. And I don't know how that's going to be for two guys that are so used to and um, always are winning. Yeah. And and I think that everybody, like they think they're just going to go down into Houston and kill that team, you know? And and Houston's got probably as much talent, not the quarterback, but certainly they have a good talent, you know, on their team. Look, the 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 one thing I think Urban's got going for him is he's got Daryl Bevel to run an offense, and he's got James Robinson, he's got ATN, he's got two backs that he can give the ball to. They ran the ball effectively. This Robinson kid as a college free agent was outstanding. And then they signed Carlos Hyde, who's a favorite of of 
of Trent Baalke, the general manager down there. Trent drafted him with your 49ers when he was there. So, you know, they've got three running backs. They've got, you know, a really good quarterback in Lawrence who's going to learn the game. And they've got a coach like Bevel who's going to allow the quarterback to not get exposed very quickly. And I think that's going to be something that they have to really pay attention to. You know, I wonder if, I doubt if they'll do it, but, you know, the, the, the Jags have four quarterbacks on their roster. They signed C.J. Beathard. They like this kid, Jake Luton. And they've tried to trade Gardner Minshew all through the offseason. And nobody was really going to, you know, take him. I, I wonder if they would trade him to the Colts if the Colts have to go get a quarterback. Because Minshew in that offense could be pretty effective. Yeah, that's an interesting one. We'll have to keep an eye on that and see if uh, any wheels get turning. Minshew, Minshew mania, baby. Who doesn't love that mustache? Uh, <laughs> the one team that we did gloss over, though, a little bit um, is the one that's at the top in the L.A. Chargers. Odds on favorite for a reason at plus 110. Yep. Also, as I said, Brandon Staley, one of those uh, contenders potentially for coach of the year within that realm of the odds that we looked at last week. Um, with stud second-year quarterback Justin Herbert, There's, I think there's a lot of potential for the Chargers to go to the playoffs. I think they should. Well, I think, look, anytime you see a quarterback who didn't have OTA days, who didn't have minicamp, who didn't have really training camp, who knows 20 minutes before the kickoff that he's going to be the starting quarterback, you know, and uh, he's going to start the game, you say, wow, and the way he played. But everything got masked when Anthony Lynn was there under the auspice of Anthony Lynn's mismanagement and Anthony Lynn's inability to be a head coach. But I think what was underneath the liar was their inability defensively. They gave up 426 points last year, Stormy. The opposing quarterbacks threw for 29 touchdowns. I mean, they were in the 91 quarterback rating. As good as Herbert played, they really struggled to stop quarterbacks. They really did. And they had no real ability to rush the passer. Now, Bosa was hurt in and out of the lineup. But, you know, the way they played that scheme, and this is a scheme that you're welcoming in your hometown of Las Vegas with Gus Bradley. It's going to be fascinating to see how this works out because I think the Chargers did a smart thing. I think the Chargers decided they weren't good enough on defense. And everybody wanted them to hire an offensive coach for Herbert. But I think they did the smart mm -hmm. thing in trying to shore up their defense by hiring Staley because that defense was not very good. That defense gave up 222 points in the second half alone. And they were not able to get off the field on third down, 44%. So when you add all those in, and here's the, here's the one that really gets you. They only play 28 minutes of football. They played 28-46 of defensive football and gave up 426 points. That's not good. That's not good. And what's that tell you is even though the Chargers controlled the football and they kept the ball away, 44% on third down, the defense couldn't stop anybody. Now, is it personnel or is it scheme? I felt like it was scheme. I mm -hmm. felt the scheme was too easy. You know, I felt like the scheme was too easy. Look, the Raiders put 30 on them in one game. The Raiders put 20, 31 and 30 on them and 27. They put 31 and 27 on them. You know, if I were hiring a defensive coach and I scored, you know, uh, 58 points against that defensive coach in two games, I would be a little worried. Would I hire him? Well, and then I like what you said, though. You've got Justin Herbert, who's a talented guy. Trust in the offensive coaching and pieces that you have around him and hire a defensive-minded head coach to help shore up a defense that can't do what they did last year, as you said. Who in your mind on this list of new head coaches in the league, the seven of them that are there, has the hardest job? Uh, 
Well, I think Sirianni has a hard job. I think he's got a hard job because he's going to learn how to become a head coach and he's going to have to run an offense and he's going to need a lot of help to go through there. So I think that's a challenging job. You know, I think Dan Campbell's got a tough job too because, you know, Detroit, he's got Chris Spielman, who's already, I saw it yesterday, and I've said this from the beginning. He's over there coaching players. Nothing makes assistant coaches more angry than when somebody in the front office starts coaching the players, mm-hmm. right? That that's really just that 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 splinters an organization right in half. So I, I would say those two. I think Campbell's got to reunite that that Detroit Lions uh, team. I think that's going to be a really hard job because I think there there's a false sense of where they are, especially culture wise. And I really think Urban has a hard job because Urban has a hard job not because you know there's no place to go but up in Jacksonville. Let's be honest. But Urban has a hard job with Urban. How's Urban going to handle it? You know, you lose to you lose a game in the Big Ten, and next week you probably have Rutgers coming in. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Okay, we'll take care of that. That'll make you feel better. But th- people will tell you that Urban, when he was at Ohio State, if they lost a game, he wouldn't talk to anybody for four days. That's not the NFL. No. You got to get on to the next game. That's as you say, the NFL is a different animal, especially when you're the head coach of a team like the Jaguars that has such a severe turnaround needed ahead of it. Like the Jaguars are over here trying to become relevant for the first time in a decade, let alone be a contender for a Super Bowl. Like he's got his work cut out for him. I, I hope that he has the mindset as in being a football coach for as long as he has to be able to handle that. Yeah, I, I, I hope he does too. And I hope he understands patience. Mm-hmm. And I hope he has patience. And so for me, that's really what it's going to be. It's going to be building this one block at a time. And I think it's going to take some time. This is not one of those teams where I go to Florida, I win right away. I go to Ohio State, I win right away. I think it's going to take a little bit of time to do this. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. We've gone down the list now at this point, so we might as well round it out. Two teams that we haven't really touched on as much, the Jets and Robert Salah being one of them. We learned yesterday that Zach Wilson did finally sign his rookie deal to become in the fold, which is good news for the Jets, um, especially with all of that contract talk. I'm sure you're just sick of even talking about offsets and language and get out of here, who cares? Um, but in terms of the Jets' outlook this season, how do you think that Salah will run that thing? Oh, I think it's going to be, I I really want to watch it. I mean, Sly had a lot of interviews. He only had one offer. And there's a lot of conflicting uh, reports that I got about how he was in those interviews. So I'm going to be really curious to see, watch him coach. I'm going to stand back. Joe Douglas is trying to rebuild the team a little bit at a time. Certainly, I think the defense needs a lot more work. There's no doubt. It's going to take some time to do that. But, you know, I I think that this Jet team isn't very talented defensively. They're improved offensively. I can't wait to watch Zach Wilson. I loved watching Mm -hmm. him at BYU. I'm excited to see what he's going to do. Yeah, I'm excited too because he's a guy that I know that he came from a program that's lesser in the grand scheme of things in college football. But the things that I, when I covered BYU so much last year, I always heard about Zach Wilson was his leadership qualities and the way that he built relationships with his teammates and the way that he was a leader in the huddle. And even when he wasn't playing in a game anymore, putting the headset on and going through everything he needed to with the guys below him. So I'm excited for him. I hope that he takes advantage of the opportunity. Um, the I, I guess I should have asked you though, and doubt or no doubt, does the their defense need to get better, need more work? Would have been no doubt. Well, no, no doubt. No <laughs> doubt. You know, I, I think there's no doubt. Yeah. Well, last team, real quick, we got about a minute left before we have to take a break. But, okay, the Texans and David Coley, where do you stand on their outlook? 
You know, I think, let me just say this about Deshaun Watson. He's only standing on the sideline because they don't know what to do with him because of the suspension. So once you remove that, uh, you know, they're trying to get their quarterback situation figured out based on who's going to play. I think this team's got some talent. I really do, especially offensively. Defensively, they're going to be a work in progress. I think Lovey Smith coming back from college to pro, if he thinks he's going to play Tampa too like he did when he left pro football, I think it's going to be a long year for him. Yeah, Deshaun Watson. A lot to figure out with that situation, of course. Um, we'll be keeping an eye on it as much as we possibly can. But hopefully in the future, he everything gets worked out and he's not playing safety anymore on defense for his team. <laughs> when we come back, um, we're going to get into some of the uh, Bucks and Chiefs schedule and see which might be their first loss. Stay with us on the Lombardi Line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lombardi line presented by bet MGM Stormy Bonantoni and Michael Lombardi with you breaking down a lot of NFL news headlines. And now we're going to get into some schedule talk with the bucks and chiefs, because obviously those are the two teams that have the best odds and highest win totals this year, heading into the 2021 season and 
DraftKings has posted a very fun wager. Um, odds for when those teams will lose their first game of the season. So let's start with the Chiefs first as we look up their season and their schedule. Who do you think the Chiefs are going to lose to first? I have a couple maybes. You do? Put yes. up their schedule so I got it right in front of me here. Uh, you know, I, I think this, let's uh, a little bit of background. Andy Reid does a really good job to get his team ready for September. I mean, mm -hmm. usually they're very ready to go. They don't have those September blues. But when I look at their schedule, you know, obviously it's going to be a tough game when they open up the season. They, they start with mm -hmm. the Browns, and then they come back and play the Ravens. Those are two tough games in the Chargers, you know, so – they could easily lose one of those three games, especially early in the season. Even though Andy does a great job, I think it's going to be a challenge to do that. And then when you go from there, Buffalo, you know, mm -hmm. they get Buffalo at home, so that helps. They've got to go to Tennessee. Tennessee beat them there two years ago when they missed the last second field goal, and Tennessee was able to win that game, even though Tennessee never had the ball. Uh, they've got to go to, uh, let me see where they go, Chargers. So for me, I think it could be the Packers in week nine, or I think it's the first one of the first. I think it's one week, one, two, three, week five or week nine. So I similarly thought that it could potentially be early because that obviously that that's a tough opening three weeks um, last year, specifically the Chargers. We know Herbert seemed to play them particularly well, almost knocked them off, fell by three points at home. Um, I think that in the two games that they're going to play against the Chargers, that the Chiefs will lose one of them. I just don't know if it'll come early season or later in the year. The one I really think if they get through those opening first handful of games could be Washington there at 16 to one. I think that could be one of those trap game scenarios where Ron Rivera is a very, very good coach. They have the type of defensive mindset that could potentially pull off a statement. Thoughts? No, I agree. I think anytime they play that, but you know, the one thing that I always have a little bit of problem with is when you don't play a team a lot mm -hmm. uh, and then you play them once every four years, the speed of the game gets you a little bit. You're not really ready. What looks good on a blackboard might not look good in the game because you don't have the elements to do that. And so that would concern me about Washington. Yeah, the rush could bother Mahomes, but they'll figure out how to attack the secondary of, of, of Washington. You know, they'll go after what the other corner opposite of William Jackson, they'll go after the other corner. So for me, I, I, I think it could be a problem because of how good they can rush the passer. I just don't know if they can follow through with it. Yeah, there are a lot of games on that schedule that you think looking at it could be close games, but you typically give the Chiefs the edge like that's their win total is 12 and a half. But I mean, I could see them potentially being a 14, 15 type of winning team this year. I don't know about you um, with the Buccaneers. What about their schedule? We'll get that one thrown up here next. Um, a, a similar type of a situation with them. When I look at their schedule, I'm like, you guys could potentially win 15 games this year. I mean, they Brady and the Bucks yeah. bring back essentially everybody. If they were to lose though, early on, where do you think potentially that could be? You know, it's always about what quarterbacks you're facing. And when you play a, a game against, you know, when you have Drew Brees and he's not there anymore, I mean, you know, Matt Ryan can move the football against him. It's going to take somebody that understands how to play against the Todd Bowles. And I think mm -hmm. week week three of the season against the Rams certainly looks like a mm -hmm. real possibility to me that they could lose that game. You know, they could lose to the Patriots up in Foxborough. We know the emotions and the level of intensity in that game. That'll be a playoff-type game. Mm -hmm. So I think those those are two. Washington, you know, you talked about Washington. I think Washington gave them a hard time. The last time they played them, they moved the ball effectively on them. So 
I think that. I think those would be the three that jump out at me the most. And I think Atlanta could split with them. I really do. I think Atlanta could play them tough enough. And and look, Carolina went in there last year. And Carolina had a chance to to beat Kansas City. Now, Carolina wasn't even close to playing Tampa in both games. I think Carolina will close that gap a little bit. They might give them problems. I don't think they'll sweep Carolina. I think they'll be improved also. That NFC South is a little bit of a tricky division, and I like what you had to say about the Falcons, though, because they do have that rivalry. Um, We'll see what happens to that. The one that I was really looking at the closest, especially because it is an early-on game, that week three at the Rams, I do agree. I think that's one that they could lose, particularly if the Bucs get off on a little bit of a slow start. The Bills also, much later in the season, but if they could hold on and win through week 14, I think the Bills might be a a tricky one. Josh Allen can certainly be a handful, Michael. When we come back, Josh Applebaum, our favorite guy, giving us the lines, giving us the talk. He'll be with us in just a little bit. Stay with us on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. College football betting guide is finally here. Start your football season on the right foot with our expert analysts and picks for conference champions, Heisman hopefuls, and playoff teams, plus power ratings for every single team. Now is also a great time to get your all-access VEASAN subscription, including our college and pro football betting guides, along with everything that we offer for the entire football season. Get your college betting guide today for only $19.99 or start your free all-access trial at VEASAN.com. Slash subscribe as we welcome you back into the Lombardi line on a Friday. The show is always presented by BetMGM. Stormy Bonantoni and Michael Lombardi with you. And happy to bring in our favorite guy that's talking about Fade the Public Friday, Josh Applebaum. What's going on, pal? <laughs> Stormy, Michael, great to be with you. We got so much news going on, guys. We, uh, we got to talk about Carson Wentz in a bit. We got MLB trade deadline. But I just want to update you guys and get Michael's take on the NBA draft last night because uh, I think the the early, the top three picks were exactly what we expected. You talked about Cade Cunningham. Uh, the other thing is like Woj, you know, kind of just ruining the draft for everybody. <laughs> on the one hand, he's he's getting the news out early, but it's also like, you know, he caused all these markets to, to bring down a lot of their bets because mm-hmm. he was tweeting out what was going to happen hours and hours before the draft. I wonder if Adam Silver uh, is going to bring him to the principal's office and say, hey, you're, you're, you're taking my ratings because mm-hmm. everyone knows what's going to happen. But uh, on the one hand, guys, the first three picks, exactly what we thought. Cade Cunningham, minus 5,000 favorite. Uh, the tweet from Woj earlier, his odds came down uh, quickly, and he went first overall, as we expected. Uh, and then Jalen Green, remember we identified him early. He was minus 160 about a week ago to go second overall. Uh, by the time yesterday rolled around before Woj's tweet, he was around uh, minus 600. So uh, Jalen Green went second. Mobley went third, another one that we, we thought was coming. But, Michael, the draft really got blown up uh, by something we didn't expect with the Toronto Raptors taking Scotty Barnes fourth overall because a lot of these draft positions had Jalen Suggs going fourth. He was around a minus 200 favorite to go fourth. And a lot of us said, hey, that makes a lot of sense. You know, you might lose Kyle Lowry. You get a young stud like Suggs to just plug and play. Uh, But they went the other way. They went Scotty Barnes and is under five and a half cash, but he was really the favorite to go fifth. Uh, So that was the uh, the big surprise there. But other than that, guys, 
The other surprises, James Booknight. He was a minus mm -hmm. 1,200 favorite star point guard from UConn to be in the top 10. He goes out of the top 10. Also, Davion Mitchell, a guy, Michael, I know you really liked from uh, from uh, Baylor. His over-under was 12.5, juice to the over. So you can never expect what Sacramento is going to do. That was a bit of a surprise as well. But, Michael, just your, your thoughts on last night. Were you surprised by the Scotty Barnes instead of Suggs? Uh, were you surprised by Mitchell? What was your what were your takeaways from a betting perspective and a basketball perspective? We said yesterday on the show that it was 50-50 Barnes, and, and we thought we had the first three, and it was going to come down to Barnes or Suggs, and it was 50-50. And I said that they hadn't decided in Toronto exactly where they were going to go. The obvious way would have been with Suggs because he's a point guard and Kyle Lowry's leaving. That didn't happen. I think Scotty Barnes is there to maybe see what they're going to do with Siakam and see where they go down the road with him. Do they trade him? Do they keep him? Do they get him to be the player he was two years ago? So I think that was the move there. And then Orlando taking Suggs kind of surprised me, not because I think he's, I think he's one of the best players in the draft, but you already got Cole Anthony. You already got Fultz. Where's he going to play? How's he going to play? So you're going to trade one of those two guys pretty much if you can trade Fultz. And I know Anthony has value. So I, I thought the first five went, and I, we talked about it yesterday, about maybe, you know, playing around with it, having the first four the way with Suggs, and then putting Barnes in there to do that, to get your prop bet that you were talking about yesterday. So that didn't really surprise me. I love Davion Mitchell. I really did. I thought Book Knight would go earlier. I was surprised. I was surprised that he didn't. And Josh, ahead of the draft, you know, a lot of talk was thinking, okay, would Ben Simmons get moved? He is not, but Russell Westbrook, of course, is. He's on his way to the Lakers. And we were talking about a little bit earlier in the show just the way that that changed in terms of the books and where they sit now for a potential NBA championship next year. And Michael didn't think that they were necessarily worth moving up as much as they did. What do you think? Yeah, Stormy, it's a great question. You know, obviously the big trade going down Westbrook. Now, uh, remember going back to Los Angeles. Los Angeles kid went to UCLA, teaming up now with LeBron and Anthony Davis. And I think this is going to be the, the real public play. I mean, last year the big public play was the Nets. You know, anytime you have a big three or all these stars coming up together, that's just going to be, hey, you and your buddies, let's put 10 bucks down on the Nets last year. Let's put, you know, 100 bucks down on the Lakers this year. We did see the Lakers jump up plus 500 to plus 400 to win the NBA title next year. Uh, and they are, as of now, again, we've got to let these bets build up a bit. But from our friend John Ewing at BetMGM, as of right now, Lakers are getting a ton of the money to win the NBA title next year because of this Westbrook move. They're only getting about, they're getting 21% of the tickets, so high amount, highest amount. They're almost getting 40% of the handle. So you, you did have immediately a rush of futures bets coming in on the Lakers with uh, Westbrook teaming up with Anthony Davis and with LeBron. But Michael, my question to you is, are we sleeping on the Milwaukee Bucks? You know, the Bucks are, are plus 800. The Nets are the favorite here to win the NBA title uh, again here, plus 230. But the Bucks are plus 800, and it looks like, based on the ticket versus money split, they're only getting about 10% of the tickets, but almost 20% of the money. So, Michael, I know it's hard to repeat here, but uh, would you say, would, basically, would you rather have a Bucks plus 800 or would you rather have a Lakers plus 400 right now? I'm not, you know, I, I'm not going to be one of the public. I'm not going to go with the public on the Lakers yet. I, I think there's still a lot to be be determined there. Surprised the Suns are still 14 to one. They were the best team, you know, and they did it. Now, obviously, they couldn't close it out. And maybe they'll make some difference uh, changes to the roster. They added Landry Shaman at the draft. You know, somebody that Monty Williams was part of the staff in Philadelphia when they drafted him. Uh, I, I think for me right now, I would lay off the Bucks. I think it's going to be hard for them to come back. I think it's an uphill climb. 
And I think it's challenging to do that. I think the Lakers have a climb, too. I'm shocked by the Nets at plus 225, Josh. I really am. Not because I don't think they're a good team. I mean, they've added a bunch of first-round draft picks, whether those guys are going to play or not. I don't know, but it gives them some depth on the bench. But but can they stay healthy? I mean, that's the only question you have. Can they stay healthy? You know, I like the Heat at 35-1. to I mean, I think the Heat will change their team a little bit. How about the Hawks at 35-1? to The Hawks had a chance to win the damn thing. I think those are two plays. I would I would like them more than I would like the Mavericks or the Nuggets. Interesting. And the thing about well, Milwaukee, obviously, is a lot of things had to go right with them, as we've heard a lot of the narratives that other teams had to get hurt, like the Nets, go down because of injury that gave them an opportunity, opened up there in the NBA title game. Uh, we had some breaking news earlier on the show, Josh, that Carson Wentz was out indefinitely with a foot injury right now. They're waiting for more information. But has that affected any lines as of right now in terms of week one or what have you? Yeah, so Stormy, I saw this news break uh, from Schefter talking about this foot injury out indefinitely. Automatically go to the odds. At BetMGM, we haven't seen a change yet. So maybe that kind of tells you Carson Wentz maybe is overvalued or it's just as the respect of the Colts with the system that they have, the roster they have, the coaching they have. Michael, on the flip side, I'm going to give you a number on their win total. I'm going to ask you if this changes your opinion or could they trade for a quarterback? Maybe, maybe a guy like Nick Foles. When we come back. Yeah, we'll get that on the way back, Josh Album, that you're stuck with us. So we'll have more, and we'll see if you do have some Fade the Public Friday picks for us in the MLB. Stay with us on the Lombardi Line. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all 
But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You could turn a $1 wager on the Cardinals or Twins into 100 with BetMGM. If either team hits a home run, well, now you do. Just use bonus code VSIN100 when you sign up for the king of sportsbooks and get ready for showtime. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com for more details and make sure to use that promo code VSIN100. New customer offer paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., or West Virginia. Virginia only excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, Virginia, and Washington D.C. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. And 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa and Tennessee. You can call or text the red line at 800-889-9789 in Indiana. Call 1-800-9WITH-IT. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Welcome back here to the Lombardi Line as we're wrapping things up. Stormy. Bon and Tony, Michael Lombardi, and Josh Applebaum with you to get some of his market insights. And while that game, the Cardinals will be playing later on at about 8.15 Eastern time. We'll get to MLB in a minute. But thank you, Michael, for playing host for me and helping me get out of that last break. Let's continue this conversation with Carson Wentz and the Colts. Yeah, exactly. Josh had so many... He had so many questions, he's got to start asking them again because I forgot them all. So (laughs) go ahead, Josh, take over. I'll tee up, Michael, here. So basically, you know this, Michael. Carson Wentz, foot injury. Now he's out indefinitely. You know, the depth chart here for the the Colts, you have Jacob Eason, uh, young player here from Washington. They have Sam Ellinger from Texas. My first question would be, what do you think? Are they going to make a trade? Would you, If you were the executive of the Colts, would you look for a veteran quarterback here to get some insurance? Second question is, the win total is still 9.5. It's still juiced up over minus 150. On Michael, we can get some plus money on the under 9.5. Do you think... Uh, with this this injury to Carson Wentz, that it could be an opportunity to maybe go under. Uh, and just a, another caveat here, I know I'm throwing a lot at you, that week one line, Seattle at the Colts, it opened minus three Colts, down to two and a half. That thing may keep going down a little bit. Wonder if maybe you want the points there, Michael, based on this Carson Wentz news. You know, but Seattle has some issues too, right? They don't have Jamal Adams signed to an extension, and they don't have Dwayne Brown signed, two of their best players. So I I would probably wait. We don't know enough about Wentz to really react in terms of the under. I think the Colts have a really good team. I mean, they do. they got to improve on third down defense. Last year they were 44%. For a team that plays so much zone like they do, they've got to be able to get off the field on third down. It's got to come from the rush. That's why they drafted in the first couple rounds of those rushers. But I, I don't know if Ballard the general manager is going to be able to find a solution at quarterback. I mean, Jacksonville would trade one of those guys, Jake Luton, the Oregon State quarterback. Maybe they will trade Minshew. They've tried to trade Minshew. 
But, you know, it's got to be somebody that, that Frank Wright's comfortable with, and that's a problem. You know, Frank Wright wanted Phillip Rivers. They gave him Phillip Rivers. He wanted Carson Wentz. They gave him Carson Wentz. So unless you can tie the dot, tie the connect Frank Wright back to the quarterback, and that leads you to Nick Foles, really, I don't know if you want to do that and take on the guarantee, but that would be the one that I think he would want to go to because he's familiar with them. Familiarity this time of the year is a key word in those coaching meetings with scouts. Yeah, but as you said, Michael, don't want to have to overreact just yet until we do find more firm information on that injury. Time to get to a little bit of the MLB. The 15 games on the slate today, all of them in the late afternoon or evening. I'm sorry to disappoint your day sweats, Josh. Um, let's go take a look at this Orioles-Tigers game first. Total, I believe, is at 9, down from 10. So it seems like the Sharps were hitting the under, Josh. You're right, Stormy, exactly. So a little bit of under money, 10 down to nine and a half. And I think today, you know, Stormy, I love these day sweats. To me, it just spices up your day. It gets you going, <laughs> you know, it gets the juices flowing. So uh, on the one hand, I'm a little sad we don't have day sweats. On the other hand, you know, when you're kind of a data-driven better like me, I kind of like it on a fade the public Friday, quote unquote. And I say that because today's the day where you have the highest ticket counts of the weekdays. You have a lot of betters who may not sweat every day in the arena here doing baseball, but it's Friday. They get their latest paycheck. Maybe they're going out with some friends. Maybe they're going to the game. We see ticket counts rise on Friday nights, which is uh, a good sign if you want to kind of go against the public. There's more public bias to go against. So, uh, Stormy, I'd be looking at the the, uh, the under here, but also the Detroit Tigers. You have a great trend here toward the Tigers. Uh, Baltimore terrible on the road, 18 and 33. Detroit, believe it or not, I think, you know, uh, to our, our buddy Patrick Maher, Patrick's team has been pretty competitive this year. I don't think you would have mm -hmm. expected the Tigers, only five games below 500, playing pretty decent. They've had a really good line move in their favor. You could kind of joke about fade Harvey Day. To me, it's not yeah. a fade Harvey Day because he actually, I think, has won his last couple starts. He's pitched a little bit better. Yeah, the last to time me, I tried to fade Harvey, it didn't work <laughs> out for me. So <laughs> Exactly, Stormy. Yeah. So we're not going to fade too. Harvey, but I'm Michael, with you. good move to Detroit. Yeah, Detroit uh, minus 130 up to minus 150. We've seen really good situations here, non-division home favorites with Steam 15 cents or more, 63%. So, Michael, my first play of the day will be looking at laying it with the Detroit Tigers for our buddy Patrick today. Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, I like the under here, Josh. I, I liked it better at nine and a half until it came down. But Schubel's, you know, he's as inconsistent as Harvey has been. And I know it's early in his career, uh, but he's shown some positive signs. I think this could be, you know, one of those games where both pitchers pitch well. Harvey gets into those rough stretches where you think, oh, my gosh. He's given up six runs on six different occasions when he's gone out there. But then, you know, there's times where he really, really pitches well. So if you're betting this one, if you're betting the Orioles, you're counting on him to pitch well. Two more teams uh, that are going head-to-head -head in the National League, the Reds and Mets. Reds took three of four from the Cubs just now, and the Mets dropped three of their last five to the Braves. Josh, what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I'm looking at the Mets here at home, Stormy. Number one, they're getting Carlos Carrasco back. This is a guy who uh, used to be really good for the Cleveland uh, Guardians now, we should call them. Um, and he when was part that, of the trade on. with when Lindor. When does that transition start? When are we starting Guardians? Next year? Okay, yeah. JJ, Next thanks, year. JJ. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to just slip this in and see if you guys notice, see if you're paying attention. I'm going to call them the Guardians from now on. But uh, he was in that trade to go to the Mets with Lindor. He was out all year with a torn uh, hamstring. He's now back. He's making his debut here tonight. So on the one hand, it's like, how can you bet on a guy who's been out forever making his debut? But it looks like the Sharps are not worried. They're actually betting on Carrasco here against Sonny Gray. Uh, the Mets open minus 110. They've been steamed up all the way to minus 136. This was a move that 
initially hit the Mets and just kept going. There's really been no buyback here on the Reds. Uh, we have seen the Mets play great at home, 32 and 18, been pretty good here at City Field. And this is another one of those system plays, non-division home favorites. You know, I like a lot of these divisional dogs. We've seen, uh, you know, uh, the Tampa Bay Rays cash yesterday as a division dog. That familiarity levels the playing field, benefits the dog. In non-division play, the lack of familiarity benefits, quote-unquote, the better team, the team that's favored. So, uh, Carrasco's debut, uh, I'd be looking at the Mets here laying it. Pretty good move in their favor. Do you like the over here, Josh? Because Gray's allowed 13 runs over his last two outings, eight innings, and the Cincinnati bullpen. I, I mean, they haven't been very good either. So, do you like do you like the over? It's at eight. Uh, I mean, I think it would even be good at eight and a half. Yeah, Michael, I think you definitely you know eight eight and a half. It has tipped dipped down a little bit. The Reds are a really good over team. My only concern is weather wise. Uh, it's going to be about 75 degrees at City Field, but the wind is really howling in. It's about uh, 10 to 15 miles an hour blowing in, but I think your saving grace with the Reds is their bullpen. Maybe this is a you know a four-three game late, and then you get a couple late runs there. So uh, I definitely uh, with you there, Michael. But I think the Mets to me uh, lean more to the money line in this spot. Josh, we talked about some of the surprises that were coming in the NBA draft. We didn't expect one of them to be a blockbuster trade in the MLB, but that's what you get when the trade deadline is this afternoon. And the Dodgers, of course, got Max Scherzer and Trey Turner uh, kind of swooped the Padres on that one. But the Dodgers tonight are at the Diamondbacks, 940 Eastern. Any strong takes on that one? Yeah, so Stormy, you know, first off, if you're a, a Padres fan, that's got to be rough. You think you get Scherzer. There's a report there. Uh, who is it? John Heyman or one of these guys, Rosenthal. And then right right from under your feet, he goes to your your, your arch rival mm -hmm. here, the Dodgers. So kind of a tough spot. We'll see. The, the, the trade deadline is at 4 o'clock today. So a couple hours, more moves coming in. I did see Barrios just went to the Toronto Blue Jays. So mm -hmm. a lot of movement across the market. Um, I'm not going to outsmart myself here, guys. I am going to go Dodgers. Gives me a little heartburn. This is a, a It is a public play. But I think there's a little bit of respected money here as well. We've seen this big move to the Dodgers. They open around minus 165. They've been bet up all the way to minus 180. So uh, it's a pretty good steam move in their favor. We have seen since June 1st, favorites have done very well. They're around 62% uh, return on investment, around 3%. Uh, but also the Dodgers have really had the, the snakes number here. They're 9-1 and one so far this year against Arizona. Uh, this one is Gonsolin against Zach Galen. Uh, and to me, even though this is a public play, because you have this big steam move, it tells me it's not just recreational money. Could be some respected money with uh, with the Dodgers having their number. I'd look toward L.A. here. Yeah, I look toward the over here because every time I can get Arizona's bullpen in a game, I, you know, I think there's going to get run score. They average five two seven this season, so it's the third worst in, in baseball. Anytime I want to play it over, I'm going right to that bullpen stat. Okay, Mr. Baseball, we got about just under two minutes here before we have to let the people go. Oh, yeah. What you got? What's your pick yeah. of the day? Well, I, I like, you know, I've been going, I won yesterday, Josh. You know, I had that one yesterday. Hot, I like the Look at that the smile, line. too. You're feeling good about it. I love it. <laughs> I like the Philly. I like the Phillies of the money line. I like Valsquez is on to gets the series off to the right start tonight. Uh, but I think the Phillies are playing well. The Pirates lineup, I, I don't think could be much worse. So I'm going to take the Phillies on the money line, and I'm going to take the Mariners on the money line. The Mariners starting pitching, uh, I think, has an advantage, and they have the better offense and a far superior bullpen. So I'm going to take those two games. That's Mr. Baseball's picks for you today. Take it to the bank, Josh. I'm with you, Stormy Michael. We'll ride. Uh, I'm with you, Seattle. That's a good move in their favor. Also, 
Great point by you, Michael, with Philly. Right now is when we can identify who to bet on, who to bet against, uh, who to bet against. A team like Pittsburgh, they're getting rid of everybody. These teams that are selling off all these parts, to me, are going to be bet against down the stretch. So I'm with you, Michael. I'll, I'll ride both of these with you. Big, big Friday today. Hey, I love it. Good stuff, gents. And again, for those of you listening, 15 games on tap tonight. So make sure you go through that list. Um, still plenty of time to get in there and figure out what you want to bet on. Thanks so much, Josh. Awesome stuff as always. Awesome. Awesome. You know I'm paid to talk for a living, right? <laughs> I appreciate it. Stormy, one last thing. David Krejci is going back to Czech Republic. I'm heartbroken. One of my favorite players for the Bruins. He's leaving. So what what can you do? Uh, Peace out to David Krejci. Yeah, and peace out to almost everybody on the Golden Knights. Ryan Reeves (laughs) traded to the Rangers yesterday as well um, for the Uh, Vegas fans listening. But uh, we'll talk to you again later, Josh. Thanks so much. And Michael. Appreciate it killing the game. Thank Thank you, you, Stormy. Thank you. See you guys later. That's going to do it for us here on the Lombardi line. Keep it locked as always on VEASAN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.